This episode is made possible by PwC. When you bring together human ingenuity, passion, and experience with the latest technology, the future starts to look a whole lot smarter, which is why the new equation is meeting the future of work today with ProEdge. Digitally upskill your entire organization to keep ahead of the curve and drive growth. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com slash safety. And... Warning. Warning. Ouch. Oh, I'm stuck. I'm starting the show. I'm starting the show. Hold on. Let me. You can't burn me. Right. I'm gonna play your intro. Yeah. I'm live, live. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sounds good, man. We'll get all the live noise. I cannot guarantee what will happen. Oh, very good. That's the exciting part. Which jail is. Hey, did you hear we had damage? Yeah. Showing now. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Crowd Shot Radio Show, where we kick the issues in the balls. We're on an active war against bullshit. We would do anything and everything to expose bullshit. The ends sometimes justify the memes. So if you're angry and want the truth exposed and strapping, then prepare to be shocked. This is Smash Mouth Talk. If you can't accept that, then fuck off. I'm your host, Louis B. I takes no bullshit from nobody. I actually expose the bullshit of society and chop it up into easy to digest chunks for you. Today won't be any different. Today. We finally got Mercedes Carrera on. Um, let me play her intro. Welcoming back to the Crotch Out Radio Show, the most electrifying autistic cisgender female in porn. The Puerto Rican bionic booty, supporter of our warriors. The engineering mistress, La Boricua Bella, Mercedes Carrera. Yes, Mercedes Carrera, the bionic booty. How are you doing today? Hello. Good. Long time no long time no talk. I know. Well, not long time. I do? How about now? Yeah. That's a little better. It's a little better. It's it's loud where I'm at too, so understand that. Okay, so let me raise the volume a little bit more. 
So how about now? You you are on live. Hey, cool. Yeah, you are on. Hello. Yeah, you were on Gavin's show yesterday. Yeah. How was that? Yeah, Oh, speaking about which it. I, yeah, which is what I think is happening. You know, I think I really think that this is all. I, I mean, I think there's a, a multi-tiered effort, but I really think a big part of what's going on is just that these these Antifa BLM <coughs> fascists, and they're fascists. That's yeah. This is what fascism is. For anybody who thinks that fascism. right with Nazis, but the Nazi socialists, mm-hmm. socialistic, uh, the right, the left has always been the fascist. It always comes from the left. It always comes from socialism. Uh, fascists are usually groups that have, they're anti-authoritarian, who have a beef with the government. You know, uh, right after World War One, that's what the, the Nazis were. They were a group of, of soldiers who had a problem with what, how World War One went down. You know, and when it was happening, World War One and World War Two bled into each other. People thought it was a thirty-year war. Um, and uh, Mussolini was—they were corporatists. They—they they believed government. Um, It's—it's kind of a different form of communism, uh, but it's a corporatistic government. These are Americans don't understand what fascism is. You know, Americans think that there's either communism or there's capitalism, but there's a third form of government called corporatism. And I recommend looking at Mussolini to understand that. Um, uh, the Project Democracy movement is actually corporatistic, and they've staged a coup in Europe. It's trying, it's, they're trying to do it here. Mm-hmm. They've infiltrated the uh, liberal left. And uh, this is what they're doing with Black Lives Matter. And uh, I think that what they're trying to do is sue these, these police. They did it successfully already in with the Chicago PD in 2012. Any government, any local jurisdiction that has a lot of rules about governance um, in terms of how they do uh, crowd control, Portland, Seattle, Chicago, anywhere they can't use tear gas, places like that, that's where you're seeing these riots around. Mm-hmm. Because that's where they can sue the police department to get these huge payouts. You know, you don't see them doing it in red states because they, the police there have the ability to use a crowd control measure. So what they're doing is they're egging the police on and they're getting them to use these crowd control measures so later they can go back and sue and get these huge payouts. They did it already in 2012. Look it up. <laughs> um, if you notice when feds went in, they confiscated all these, these uh, contraband materials. Notice how uniform they were. That means somebody's funding this. Now, why would someone fund this unless there's money in it? Right? right. I mean, there's no reason for it. You know, everyone's saying, oh, it's George Soros, oh, they're just trying to fuck with the government. There's no reason for that, though. People don't do things unless it's financially beneficial to them. This is a shakedown. Think Rahm Emanuel. I think, I think it's multifaceted. I think Trump is <clears throat> the head of kind of an oligarchical faction of probably Wall Street money who said, hey, you know, we've been throwing money at these fucking assholes like Clinton for years. 
to represent Wall Street business interests. Mm-hmm. And they're fucking us over by getting us involved in some stupid bullshit Brzezinski-style endless wars that don't benefit anybody. They don't benefit anybody but themselves. And you know what? Why don't we take the government? I, let's see what we can get done in eight years. And you know what? Trump's done it. He's recalled our forces from these stupid fucking bullshit endless wars that only benefit the CIA and their drug running and their human trafficking interests. He's pulled our forces out of Syria and out of Turkey. You know what? Let them maintain their own border. Absolutely right. Because Trump's a builder. Wall Street is into building business. They make money. Right? Yeah. So they know what they're doing. <clears throat> so Trump is out there doing a good job. He's done a really good job in four years renegotiating trade deals. He got us out of that fascistic, what is it, that stupid green accord in Europe that basically threw carbon uh, Yeah, the, the Paris Accords. Yeah, the Paris Accord. And you know what that is? That's a, that's a way through fascism to limit our industrial output. That's all that is. So all of these stupid green uh, agreements, and again, fascism through the left. When you limit somebody's out- industrial output, you're limiting them. Uh, you're, you're limiting a country uh, through their, their carbon credits. You're limiting their industrial output. That's, that's how they're doing it. They're like, well, I can't tell you how to do business, but I can limit your carbon output. And they started this through Jimmy Carter's administration. Through Brzezinski, they started this by deindustrializing this country by shutting down all of our nuclear power plants. Do you remember this? Remember Three Mile Island? Yes, yes. They freaked everybody out about nuclear power. That was a staged thing. Brzezinski did that in like 79 because they wanted complete control over the world by way of petroleum. If they allow countries to become sovereign through nuclear energy, then they don't have control, right? So what they did is they scared the shit out of everybody. I mean, look at California. It's the year 2020, and we're still having rolling blackouts, right? And then, and now they're switching everybody to these stupid fucking electric cars. But every fucking electric car on the road is eating up carbon credits that we need to run air conditioning because it's 100 fucking six degrees outside. Mm-hmm. And you know how we get electricity? By burning fucking coal. Right. Because those, those stupid fucking uh, 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 solar panels and those windmills and shit, they're, they're not cutting it. No. Now, they didn't let us continue on with nuclear energy because they said it was unsafe. But that's not true. You know, we, we didn't have the chance by way of deindustrialization de- uh, to really work on this. So they're keeping us in the Stone Age, which is you know, neo-Malthusianism. And it's a way to control people. So you have guys like Trump finally coming to the head of the table and saying, "Enough. We don't want to live in the Stone Age. We're, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do business and we're gonna have a, a better quality of living." And these, uh, you know, look at look at these Democrats. You know, blowouts for me, not for thee. Mm. You know, gelato for me and not for thee. These people think it's you know the court of Louis Vuitton at, at Versailles. Well, yeah, you they you look at live, you look. You you look at a lot yeah. of these um these these uh green these green these uh celebrities that constantly preach going green and they're flying in private jets and shit. Oh, absolutely! Because <clears throat> they believe that they are the nouveau uh, royal classes, and this is how it's always been. So what they want to do, they want to deindustrialize the, the planet. They want to keep people in poverty because that's what keeps them in control. If they allow the planet to industrialize, if they allow people to not have to work to keep 
Institute not to keep themselves at subsistence levels, mm -hmm. that people might educate themselves and say, hey, hold on a second. We don't need to go to war, and you don't need to be in, in charge. So this is, they don't want this because it, it, would, it would dethrone them. Hmm. See, the business people, the business cast is not worried about that. Guys like Trump aren't worried about that. They want business to happen. Trump doesn't want to be king. He's a businessman. Yeah. But Pelosi wants to be queen. Right. And that's the difference. You know, Trump isn't, he's not trying to be a monarch. Huge difference in ideology. And this is why they hate him so much. And so if you look at, you know, the, the liberal cast, they, uh, they will sow discord. They like peasants in discord. Yeah, it's a calculated I'm, move on their part. It, they want to keep this country and this planet as basically a slave farm. It's a plantation to them. They will, they will sow discord. I mean, look at these, these endless wars. I mean, half of what happens, let's say, in Afghanistan, aside from you know, moving opium mm -hmm. through the planet, which goes back to the 1840s, by the way. Mm -hmm. I mean, it goes back to colonialism. You know, the opium wars... <coughs> In, um, in China, and it's part of the reason that we still have an opium epidemic here. The Chinese are partially exporting opium here in retribution for the fact that we destroyed, or the British really destroyed their civilization with opium in the 1840s. So the opium wars, you know, they're a long-standing thing. The CIA is now moving opium over there in Afghanistan. That's why, you know, remember Pat Tillman, he got killed because he was going to speak out for it. And the CIA killed him. That's what that was. Hmm. So, so how many boys did we send to Afghanistan who got killed because the CIA has a habit of running drugs through Afghanistan? It doesn't want to give it up. And by the way, the CIA is heavily invested in Hollywood. So all of these oligarchs in, in Hollywood are on TV going, oh, no, we need Joe Biden, because they're all heavily invested in all this dirty business of drug money and human trafficking. They don't want that to go away. So they're going to go, oh, we need Joe Biden, because their money is heavily invested in, in these dirty dealings. Yeah. And here's Trump going, I have no money in that. So I'm going to bring those troops back, right. and we're going to invest in things that are clean. We're going we're gonna, to you know, reset our trade deals. He, his money isn't in opium or in human trafficking. He wants no part in that. Mm -hmm. and, and I can't even believe 40, 45% of Americans are so stupid. They're listening to Hollywood. My God. Up, well, a lot of a lot of people. Comes, you know, every single time that man steps off a fucking airplane, people should be throwing flowers at him for getting us out of the Paris Accord. And and for that, but the pharmaceutical deals alone, the fact that he's bringing pharmaceutical manufacture back to this country so that we don't have to be uh, price gouged every time people pay need insulin and every time people need uh, antibiotics. I mean, oh my God, that's this is a game changer for this country. And that is going to affect the people who aren't wanting, aren't wanting to vote for him the most. It's amazing. And you don't hear that in the media at all. Hmm. And I, I mean, that, that deal he did with Kodak is amazing. And, you know, and I have never been one to believe in censorship, but, you know, being in jail, I, I'm forced to watch a lot of media. And I understand now why, in uh, a lot of respects, there's state-sponsored media and why some things get censored because the amount of trash and the amount of lies that they spew about that man it's unbelievable what's allowed to be said they completely edit out a lot of the truth it's ridiculous 
And so people, you know, believe these just absolute blatant lies about the man. Disgusting. There's a reason that Greek philosophers, <clears throat> as they uh, as they matured with their philosophies over time, started to believe more and more in censorship and authoritarianism. I see why now. Because people are too stupid to be able to think critically, mm. obviously. I mean, some of the lies even about, you know, some of this police brutality. Look, I live in jail, and I deal with police every single day, once an hour at least. And I will tell you that 95 to 99% of them are good people. And I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in a cage because of them. And I still will tell you objectively, for the most part, they're really decent human beings. Hmm. So if I can say that objectively, and, and my life has been destroyed because of the prison jail complex, and I'm still telling you that from a place of objectivity, then how, you know, how dare these people? Look, you cannot spread vicious rumors about you know this, this police complex. Talk to anybody who lives in the Soviet bloc. You want to hear about horrible police? Let's let's talk about stupid gulags. Let's talk about the police in, in Soviet Russia who would disappear people in the middle of the night. Let's talk about crossing a checkpoint in mm. Soviet Russia where they would <coughs> gang rape you viciously. You want to talk about brutal police? Let's talk about that. Those are horrible police. Right. That doesn't happen in this country. So, no. Mm. So it's every single instance that they're talking about, whether it's George Floyd, hey, by the way, George Floyd, and that, that guy who killed him, they were both bouncers at the same strip club. There was old beef there. This had nothing to do with racism. There's a half story there. That's a half truth. Ever seen the, ever seen the movie Wag the Dog, Millennials? You're too young for it. Go look it up. Go download it on Amazon Prime right now. That's what this is. There's a half truth there. That death was about either some woman or some old beef. People don't kill each other viciously over race. They just don't. Brianna Taylor, hey, guess what? Her boyfriend shot first. And he's a known drug dealer. Mm. So don't get in bed with drug dealers. That's your lesson. It's all the same. Lay down with dogs. Get fleas. Get fleas. Don't do it. Yeah, hey, what do you know? Shocking. Oh, and, and this other guy that everyone's all in, in, in uproar about got shot in the back. They tased him, like, twice. It wasn't working. I'm going to bet he was high out of his mind. Hey, and by the way, his girlfriend called the cops on him. Yeah. And he was wanted on a felony warrant for sexual assault. This is not a nice guy. No, no, he wasn't. Well, he then isn't. He got in the car. He was looking for a nice... There were three little kids in there, and he was trying to leave. You have one minute left. That car with the kids. So whose life matters more? The woman who called the cops, and those three little kids, or his? Hmm. Who's, who's Black Life Matters more? Oh, it's, it's amazing how he's a victim suddenly simply because he got shot. Oh, yeah, and, they, and they're collecting money for him. He's he's being viewed as a hero. Oh, oh, oh. So, you know, because I got to tell you, in, 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 you know, we're Puerto Ricans. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, if they were Puerto Ricans, I'd say, hey, I'm sorry, he just didn't kill the fucking bastard. Mm-hmm. If he raped his fucking girlfriend... He had a knife, and they had tased him multiple times, and he was high as fuck. I'm sorry, you're fucking killing. Mm-hmm. All right. So you want to call? You gonna call me back? Yeah, I'll call you back. 
Okay, right so now. so yeah, you're gonna call me back right now. Uh, while we wait for Mercedes to call back, um, I'd like to thank everyone. The for, caller has hung up. Yeah. All right. So she's gonna call back. Uh, of course, the fucking stream ends. Should I bring this up? So we have couples counseling today, mainly to talk about how we are going to proceed with the kids. So. All right. We will thicker than a snicker. So we're gonna play. We're gonna. I'm gonna play some music while we wait. Um. So uh, she. We're gonna. So far, she has a lot to say. We're gonna. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. I'm going to try to have her on as long as possible. Hopefully she doesn't get put back into her cell. But um, let me play some. What you got? What should I put? Uh, my Beloved Tragedy with. Um, with uh, Say Goodbye. Oh. Oh, she's calling back. Hello. This is a prepaid collect call from an inmate at San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department. This call is intended for the called party only. This call and all participants will be recorded and may be monitored. If you are an attorney, hang up and contact the facility to request that your number be made private. To accept charges. Thank you for using Securus. You may start the conversation now. And she's back. Huh? Hello? How you doing? Can you hear me? Hey, how you doing? How you doing? I missed you. How you doing? I, I missed you. Why, why, back. why are you always leaving me? You're always leaving me and now you know. <laughs> You're always leaving me. I, I, can you hear me? A little low. Okay, I I have this thing as high as possible. Yeah, we are actually. Let me tell you, we're broadcasting live off of YouTube, uh, TikTok, Twitch, and uh, Twitter, and we just got kicked off of TikTok. <laughs> Why? Uh, apparently, they don't like it when we talk bad about um, criminals getting shot. Yeah. Which is weird. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, no, you know, it's a comedy platform. It is. It is. So, uh, for those of you just joined... Which is funny. Which is interesting because, you know, I have a lot of nice things to say about China. Mm-hmm. What do you... I mean, it's, you know, it's, fun, it's, it's ironic because in China, they would never fucking me either. Ever. Like, you, like, you think that they would tolerate any of these 
fucking behaviors in China? Oh, no, of course not. They would would never, ever, ever tolerate any of this rioting in China. No, they wouldn't. Not for a goddamn second. Mm -mm. I mean, which is something I admire. Like, one of the things I'm doing in here is learning how to write and read in Chinese. Mm. Because I admire their culture so much. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I have nothing else to do. So, I'm I'm reading, um, I have a book that covers the HSK level A uh, 77% of the written Chinese language, mm-hmm. which is actually fantastic. Uh, it's really just a very ancient uh, system of emojis, if you think about it. It's wonderful. And, uh, but see, but, but what the Chinese will tolerate in their society versus what they want to foment in ours are two very different things. And I understand that they want our society collapse because what the British put them through in the 1800s is very similar to what they would like to put us through now. I don't know if you know the story of the opium wars, but basically no. the British couldn't pay their debt uh, in tea and silk in the 1840s, 1700s, 1800s. And so the British started importing opium uh, through the East uh, India Trading Company. And they started smuggling it in, and they got all of China hooked on opium hmm. at a very nice, uh, you know, uh, currency trade rate for themselves, right? right. Absolutely destroyed the Chinese uh, civilization. And very similar to the opium epidemic we're dealing with now. And uh, as a result, the so the Chinese, you know, they played with, we decriminalize it. Do we try to moderate it as a you know, medicinal use, et cetera, et cetera? There's a great book called A History of Chinese Civilization by Jacques Garnet, uh, which I highly recommend getting. It's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderfully curated book of civilization. Yeah, we uh, we got a uh, we got someone in the chat room uh, uh, not telling you on uh, Twitter. He goes. Ninety percent of the opium comes from Afghanistan and is imported by us. Is imported by who? Us, us, the U.S. Well, so it comes from Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. It was. It is. Yes. It, it. It's CIA. Yes. At this point, it's questionable who's sending it to us. I believe that yes, the CIA is in of that trade. Afghanistan is part of the old East India Trading Company trade route. Hmm. Right? So, but, so let's talk, let's still talk about the opium wars in the 1800s. So mm-hmm. I'll go back to that. Um, the, so, so the British were smuggling in opium to China. Chinese, actually Commissioner Lin, in 1839, thought he seized 20,000 cases of opium. Each case was about 150 pounds worth of opium. So he seized it at the port of Canton, and he ordered all British merchants to decamp immediately, which is get the hell out of our port. So the Brits, uh, you, now if you ask them, they had a military response. But as they were smugglers, and that as uh, opium was illegal, what they really did was an act of piracy, if, if we're honest. So they went on a piracy rampage. They started blockading the port. Uh, depending on who you ask, 
they, you know, set fire to uh, Man of Wars. They blockaded the river. So, so now you have to understand that the uh, Chinese who were in charge at the time, the Manchus, was part of the King Q I N G King Dynasty. Thought of them as civilized rulers, high and mighty. Think like Obama. So the Europeans thought of them as very civilized people, almost too civilized. Very, very weak militarily, very, very educated. And so they were hand-wringing. They didn't know what to do. They sent a letter to Queen Victoria. Please tell your honorable uh, sailors to please stop burning our ports. We know that your honorable queen and your honorable nation does not mean to shame itself. Please tell them to stop. So she sends... Uh, 2,400 of her honorable uh, merchant marines to assist in piracy. So eventually, the Chinese have had enough. They they pay $21 million uh, silver coins in indemnities for lost opium. They agree to open up to opium trade. And get this, they, uh, they give... Uh, the British, the rocky little island of Hong Kong, under the Treaty of Nanking, 1842. And that is how the British obtained Hong Kong. Through piracy. Wow. And opium smuggling. Wow. Yeah, that's the story. And that's also how they obtained the rights to uh, maritime trade in the South China Sea. Yeah. Mm. They, act, they required the, uh, the Chinese to disband their... Uh, merchant, uh, <clears throat> they had a merchant trade organization in uh, Kohong, merchants in Kohong, I think is what it's called. There was a later Second Opium War where the Chinese uh, took a merchant ship, the Arrow, which is full of smuggled opium. Same thing, now later <clears throat> the British dumped a bunch of cheap textiles that nobody wanted because you know, the, the Chinese made silk and they made porcelain and they made tea and all these great things everybody wanted. And the Brits were making coarse cotton and wool and all kinds of crap nobody wanted. So, <laughs> so the Brits wanted to dump all these cheap textiles onto the Chinese market, duty-free. And so the Second Opium War allowed them to do that. Again, by way of piracy, if you ask them, they'll say military response. But again, it was piracy. Right. And so they dumped a bunch of cheap textiles onto the Chinese market and uh, opened a bunch of ports up to consulates of their own design, as well as uh, kind of designed their own custom services in the Chinese nation. Now, I have to ask you, what does it sound like is happening in the U.S.? Kind of the same thing, right? Pretty much, yeah. Problem. Yeah. We have uh, we have a textile, cheap textiles problem. If you go down to the port in Long Beach in California, you'll see nothing but Chinese writing on most CBS. So they are students of history, mm. and they're playing their cards right. And, you know, people will say, well, all the opium is coming in by the CIA. Well, the CIA dumps a lot of opium onto the South Asian market. And we seem to have a problem on a fentanyl coming into America by way of China and the Long Beach port. So one might ask the question, is it really the CIA dumping here, or is the Chinese being smart enough to grab those same opiates, dose them with fentanyl, ship them right back over here with all those crap textiles that they don't want. Hmm. I don't know. Because somebody, because guess we are in the same problem right now with them that the British were in 
with the Chinese, our trade deficit is huge, just like the British uh, was with the Chinese in the 1800s. And that, that was the origin of the Opium Wars. You know, the, the Brits wanted all that silk, and they wanted all the porcelain, and they wanted all the tea, and the Chinese at that time were only taking silver in exchange because prior to the Opium Wars, the Chinese had, uh, they had uh, experimented with fiat currency hmm. under the Mongols. And they learned rather quickly, within a period of about 100 years, that fiat currency rapidly becomes hyperinflated. And so because of that experiment with paper money, they returned to silver currency. Now what's interesting is that as a, a result of returning to silver currency, now Western nations after the 1800s were all gold reliant, and China is silver reliant and still likely to most modern knowledge sits on stockpiles of it. Now, what's interesting, I used to listen to uh, an old Intel analyst that died in 2012. His name was Robert Chapman. You could probably find his uh, some of his uh, analysis still online hmm. if, you, if you look. And he used to talk about how the price of silver had been suppressed by the city of London for the last 150 years. And he was always a little perplexed by it. I don't think he ever put it together. And in reading Grenade's analysis of China, it suddenly struck me. Well, of course, the city of London still suppresses its silver till this day. If you look up silver right now, it's still about $25 per ounce. Now, silver in the Earth's crust is about 5 to 1 to gold. Gold should be at about, I think, $1,500 to $2,000. Yeah, it's like $26.75 per uh, ounce. Okay, at about $300 now, and yet it still sits at only $25, which is what it was about 2010. Now, why would it still be suppressed? Because China is likely still sitting on tons and tons of silver. So to keep China's liquidity down and thus their wealth still suppressed, the city of London has been continually suppressing the price of silver for the last 200 years. And by the way, uh, the city of London has actively been keeping China deindustrialized since the late 19th century. The primary shareholder of the Hong Kong Shanghai Banking Corporation is the Queen of England. By the way, the layman's term for that bank is the HSBC Banking Corporation. Mm -hmm. And when the Sino-British Joint Declaration was reneged upon this year, Right? That's when Hong right. Kong was taken back by Beijing. That was a big deal. You didn't hear about it in the American press, but that's a big, big deal. Huge. Probably some of the biggest news of this year. And it got buried in the American press. But the British are pissed. And, you know, I mean, should they be upset? Maybe. But was it their island to begin with? Not really. Not really. But this is going, I think, part of the reason they ran Joe Biden, right? Notice how Joe Biden was, uh, it was decided that he was going to run for president right after that happened. And I think it's because for the last 40 years, he's been their little document uh, boy. He, he, like anyone who knows anything about, let's say, King Henry VIII's era, 
uh, Joe Biden is their Tom Moore. He's their he's their he's their document first. He's the guy who does all their their documents. He's he's a bishop on a chessboard, right? So why would he be elevated to the role of of president? Because he knows where all the dead bodies are. He wrote all the documents. Now, Hong Kong traditionally is the banking center through which all of the money for all of the opium trading gets laundered. So Beijing just sees all of the documents through their new security law. Trump, I'm sure, would have no problem handing over a bunch of elite heads on platters to Beijing. It's a very dangerous situation, isn't it? For a lot of the elite. Yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, think about that. So, but who would protect them? Good old Joe. None of them actually want to be on the throne, but they sure wouldn't mind having a patsy on it to make sure none of their heads roll. Hmm. Why do you think they're so scared right now? Yeah. Yeah, you get you actually see the look of fear on their faces. They know if Trump wins, a lot of this shit is gonna is gonna end. Exactly. So this is from what I can tell, <clears throat> this is what's happening on the global stage. Hmm. And I think all this nonsense about oh well, you know, China wants Biden Clinton. I don't think that's necessarily true. I don't think they care. I don't think the Chinese care who wins. I think the Chinese have a 100-year plan. They have a plan called Made in China 2025, mm. by which, by 2025, they will have global hegemony on manufacturing products. They also have plans to colonize most of this planet. Look, they have one and a half billion people. They outnumber everybody. And they also have a plan that by 2049, they will have global hegemony and everything. They set that out in 1949. The, the Chinese make plans that are, you know, a century long, hmm. and they stick to them. It doesn't matter to them what, you know, our stupid election cycle is, and I don't think it really matters to Putin either. It, I mean, those people play the, they play the long game. They're not interested in our stupid little election cycle. But I think that the elites in these little deep state intel worlds are absolutely terrified, because guess what all kinds of little trinkets they found once they seized all of those banking documents in Hong Kong. See, Hong Kong used to have something called an extra judicial, uh, was it, extraterritorial uh, special nation clause, by which basically the British said, we can do whatever the hell we want on this island. There's nothing to do about it. Wow. <laughs> that, was written, that was written into the Treaty of Nanking. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely un- most favored nations clause. It's just something they made up. They literally made this up. It's unbelievable. And you, and then, you know, same thing with their, their maritime rights to the South China Sea. And you'll, you'll hear these intel analysts going, well, you know, we have, to, we have to assert our rights in the South China Sea. Why? What are you going back to? Your rights in the South China Sea, the Treaty of Nanking in 1843? It's, I mean, honestly, it's their ocean. They could do whatever the hell they want in it. That would be like... Uh, China showing up to the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, but what about the other independent nations that are in that ocean, that in that sea? Those, ind- those independent nations had all mostly been part of China until we showed up. Hmm. Until 
all of that, if you go back to Chinese history, those nations that were there, that are there, those little, all those little islands, if you read Chinese history, for the most part, anything that claims to be a little independent nation, all of that was colonized by Europeans who showed up, segmented it. Like, for example, Vietnam. Vietnam became separate because after the Opium Wars, the Qingping Revolution happened, which was an uprising of a quasi-religious nature. They settled into the south, into what is now Vietnam. Uh, the, the French colonized it. So China was kind of got pulled apart. It wasn't so much just the Europeans. And look, they have a history of their own internal strife. But a lot of this is, is uh, uh, tampering with it. This is their own problem, just as the Middle East problem is their own problem. A lot of this is neocon bullshit. I mean, really, if you read the history, it is. Why are we why are we sending our uh, flotillas over there to get bombed? Do you know how much money we owe them? But like, it's kind of like it's kind of like owing a loan shark money, mm-hmm. and then the loan shark has some sort of domestic dispute with his brother-in-law, and then you showing up to get involved in it. That's kind of what this is. Yeah, but what about, well, speaking devil's advocate, what about nations like uh, Taiwan that that want you have to, one minute? Oh, that that Again, want independence. They only they only claim to want independence because we got involved with that. Mm-hmm. Again, again, you have to go further back in the history. Okay. Yeah, let, let me let me call you back because because right. it, it's. <laughs> Yeah. Taiwan wanting independence is like Hong Kong wanting independence. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, let me let me give you a call back. Yeah, call me back. The caller has hung up. All right, that was Mercedes Carrera. For those of you just joining us, um, yeah, we she's calling from prison, so I gotta. It's twenty minutes every time she wants to call in, so I uh, you know. So if you guys like the show, like what I'm doing right now, like me getting her on here, it's going to cost me money. I'm sorry. Um, it costs me like to, to get her on here for 20 for for an hour. It costs like 25 to 30 dollars. So so if we're going to make this a weekly thing, definitely uh, could use you guys support. Uh, if you can, please uh, cash at me, uh, you know, dollar sign Louis B one. Or you could send me a PayPal at, um, oh, that's her calling back. All right. Hello, this is a prepaid collect call from God, I wish I didn't have to listen to this San whole Bernardino thing. County Sheriff's Department. One. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.
This call is intended for the called party only. This call and all participants will be recorded and may be monitored. If you are an attorney, hang up and contact the facility to request that your number be made private. To accept charges, thank you for using Securus. Right. Start the conversation now. And we got her back. We're back, we're back. We're back. Well, look, I mean, the, the bottom line is this, and especially when it comes, to, it comes to China, we are a country who cannot manage our own domestic conflict. We cannot manage a bunch of uh, homeless, indigent anarchists in Portland hmm. or in Seattle or in Chicago or in D.C. Or in New York. Right? So I don't think that we have any right to be waving our finger at China, who is, by the way, manufacturing about, I don't know, 80% of what we consume, and telling them how to manage their own conflict. Hmm. If anybody should be teaching anyone, it's them teaching us. And when I see, uh, when I see us as a nation wanting to get militarily involved in something like uh, China versus Taiwan or China versus Hong Kong or, you know, or anything of that matter. We have obviously a domestic situation that is looking more and more like South Africa by the day. Mm-hmm. I cannot help but cringe. Because if we continue, if we allow this domestic chaos to continue, that is what we will resemble to, to South Africa. You mean South Africa back in the early 90s was segregation? Uh, no, not not aware. Yeah, you just look it up. The crime rates through the roof. Mm. There's a reason people leave. It is a it is a problem. And it, it, a lot of the racial divide uh, is is a very contentious thing. And there's a reason that they don't allow news to come out of there about this. Because what happened was after the fall of apartheid, they they allowed a kind of counter racism to exist. And this is this is what happens when the pendulum swings too far the other way. This is not working. And you 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 know, and it, part of it is too. People are not scared of the repercussion of the kind of behavior that is happening during the riots. Like let's take the David Dorn case, right? Those those kids killed him in cold blood on Facebook. But see, I'm in jail right now, right? So I know what's going to happen. Even if they catch those kids, they're going to go, they'll go, they'll plead out 10, 15 years in prison, right? And they'll be fine. They'll sit around eating some junk food, watch TV. They'll get preferential treatment even with their homies for being cop killers. No big deal. It's not that bad. I've already done almost two years. No big deal. In general pop, being, uh, general pop being like a, a a cop killer, that's like fucking, that's a fucking goon on your shoulder. They get all the street cred. Even though, e- even though in this climate, that cop, well, ex-cop was black? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Still a cop. Yeah, so I'm like, look, I, I happen to know this. Like, so, you know what? Like, they're not worried about a penalty if they get caught. Yeah, ain't no, ain't no thing for them. They're probably gonna be in and out of prison anyway. Right. 
you know what? So this is this is why you have this kind of lawlessness. Well, and especially in places like uh, New York City, where they just release yeah. you without any ty- without needing any type of yep. um, bail. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, so so you you get released. I mean, hell, when they had the riots in New Jersey, and they had some quote unquote protests here that were basically just looting in San Bernardino, people were being released on one cent bail. This was like a couple of months back. Wow. So they dragged a bunch of people in here, and they were here for, you know, a weekend or two, maybe a week or two, and they were released on one cent bail. It was worth it to them to go get some, you know, Air Jordans and, you know, maybe some electronics or whatever. They didn't give a fuck. So this is the society we live in. When you live in a society where the penalties are not that big of a deal for crime, then people commit crime. Yeah, it's like they there's no there's no uh, punishment, there's no incentive to do yeah. the right thing. I mean, that's why yeah. I mean, that's why you see uh people actually fighting the cops these days cuz there's no yeah. real consequences anymore. I mean, yeah. uh when I did an earlier podcast today cuz I was expecting you earlier, I you know, I ended the show by saying that yesterday I went up to a group of police officers that were guarding uh, the city hall after they cleaned yeah. up the, the occupation there, which I, I sent you pictures. Um, they, they actually have a DMZ set up now. But I went up to them. I'm like, excuse me, folks. I, I just want to say thank you for your work. Uh, I appreciate uh, everything that you guys do. I know you guys are being pulled through the mud, but it's not. I know it's not fair. And there are people out here that yeah. uh, that that appreciate your work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I hate to yeah. like I hate to sound like this, but like to me, um, even though I have my thing against Giuliani when it came to his handling on nine eleven. But that's besides the point. I understand the wisdom of his heavy handedness in places like yeah. in New York City. And I. So you have to. Yeah. You, you have to. You I'm, have to. You have to. You have. Look, here's one thing that, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's always like. First of all, I think everyone got Machiavelli wrong because people misunderstand the wisdom of the, of the prince and why he wrote it. He, mm-hmm. he wrote it for Lorenzo de Medici. So. And they misunderstand why. But one thing he gets right in the discourse is, is look, human nature is incredibly bad, and you have to, you cannot rule people unless they're afraid. Period. That's how it works. So, so part of the reason the Spartan Republic lasted for 800 years is it was it was set up with the understanding that the Spartan that human nature is bad. The rules were extremely tight. Like, for example, whenever. And they had a very, very tight caste system, so that also worked. So you don't you don't just let everybody vote. You, you can't do that. Our society is proof, is proof case in point. If people don't pay taxes, they should not be allowed to vote. Because what happens when people don't pay taxes and they vote is they drain the treasury. Look, it's taken, what, 30 years? That's what happens. Because people are like, oh, I want that, but they're not going to pay for it. So this is what happens. Um, but the Spartans, anytime there was a slave revolt, they just killed all of them. Hmm. Boom. You're all dead. You can get new ones. Hmm. Because they knew that once they started doing that, there would be no end to it. Wow. That works. So, you know, like, for example, you know, if you, if you had a Spartan Republic or a, uh, a Roman Republic, like David, you know, those guys that killed David Dorn, mm-hmm. any 
riders in a five-mile radius would be rounded up and they'd be beheaded. Mm -hmm. And guess what? You'd never have a riot again. And that's how that gets handled. That's how you keep order. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you like, especially if we had a pure libertarian uh, uh, system, I mean, there there would be consequences. You you come at me with a gun, you get shot. Like, right. like, honestly, I mean, and I was having this discussion with a friend of mine yesterday, like they want to defund the police. I mean, OK, defund the police, but then legalize a concealed carry. Well, here's the thing, mm -hmm. you know, Right. So the problem is that Lyndon Johnson's Great Meeting Society created these people because of welfare. Mm -hmm. These people wouldn't exist because their parents wouldn't have been able to eat, and so they would have died. Right. So we're three generations in to a welfare state. This is what it's created. That's the truth. Mm -hmm. We have abdicated ourselves in natural selection, and this is what we've gotten. It's called idiocracy. Right. I live in it. Really? Why don't Why don't you just say Why don't you just go up to the jail and like, oh, uh, today's my last day, and then walk out What's like that? in the movie? Why don't you just go up to the jailer and tell him, oh, today's my last day, and then walk out like in the movie? Hey, you think so, I know. I I I I tried to demand a swift uh, public execution, but they won't let me do that. Mm. <laughs> he just He just fucking put me out of my misery. <laughs> I, I'm so hey I gotta tell you I'm so disillusioned with this society you know I came I came into jail like a slightly disappointed optimist but I gotta tell you after being in here for two years I I don't I like I think the 21st century is China's I really do I think that America you know everybody's like oh my god what they're doing to the earners I'm like no good I see why they do that there's a reason for it there's a reason for what they're doing it's there, because see they had they had revolts. So after the Opium Wars, they had revolts. The Qingping Revolution. What really destroyed China was not just... Yeah, the colonialism hurt, but it was the Qingping Revolution and then the Muslim insurrections in the north. Those two uh, insurrections is kind of like what we're dealing with now, but a lot more brutal because... Look, I mean, let's, let's be honest. I mean, if somebody really wanted to put down these stupid fucking BLM Antifa riots, it wouldn't be that hard. No, I mean, I wouldn't. these people are fucking idiots. I mean, it's, it's just so nobody's actually taking real force to it. But, I mean, you know, give me fucking uh, 200 Marines and a tank, and they'd be done in fucking 30 minutes. It's not that big a deal. It's just nobody wants to do it. Um, you know, but uh, the Revolution South, which went into Vietnam, and the Muslim insurrections in the North destroyed China. And then they, they got pushed into the industrialized, so they never really caught up. And so all of that led to recession and a depression, and it eventually led to Mao's death camps in the 20th century. The Chinese are not inherently communistic. They're actually a merchant culture. They were always a merchant culture. They've always been manufacturers. They've always been exporters of luxury goods. The 20th century was an anomaly for China. And so the 21st century is where they're catching up. Now, the problem I think they've always had came to outside invaders. They, they were very weak because they're smaller people. And um, they, they just lacked the physical prowess, but they always exported uh, military weaponry. They were always ahead when it came to metallurgy, way ahead of everybody else. The Mongols came to them for weapons. The Persians came to them for weapons. And I think the 20, 21st century is going to be theirs because they have a bone to pick with the West. They have the technology. They're very far ahead of us. 
I think part of the reason we've had such bad weather is actually I think they have um, uh, space-based radar and ground-based radar, and I think that they're creating a lot of these hurricanes and these, these windstorms. I mean, notice they bought up all of our back supply of, of corn, huge trade deal, and then all of a sudden we have this horrible windstorm in, in Iowa that wipes out next year's corn crop. I think they created that. Same thing with the hurricanes. Notice all these bad hurricanes that are coming off the coast of the, the Cape of Africa, uh, the Horn. They also, I, I believe they have space-based radar, really easy to create um, hurricane systems with radar systems. Uh, what that does is it creates low-pressure uh, systems. Pretty simple to do. We know they have the technology to affect the weather, and, you know, they revere weather systems because they know where the, how much it affects warfare. It's a huge part of their history. So I think that ever since they moved, we told them to move that consulate out of Houston. Notice Houston's been battered with hurricane systems. I think they're creating these. Uh, also, that Pacific, uh, that hurricane that hit Hawaii, exactly from the base of Hawaii to the tip, very unusual weather system for Hawaii. So I think that they have the technology to do this. Obviously, the military is not going to come out and say it. Um, I think this is why Trump created the Space Force, because he knows that we're behind uh, the Chinese in terms of space-based technology, because we've been dicking around for 20 fucking years fighting these stupid nonsense, uh, you know, ground-based tactical wars that these neocons have been getting us involved in. We've been wasting all this fucking money when we could have been fighting strategic warfare. Um, so, I mean, this is a problem for us. I mean, we've been battered this year. Nobody's that unlocking. I, and I think these acts of God work. What are we going to do? Go to the UN and say, China's messing with our weather. We can't do that. Nobody can say that. But it, it, everything points to that. Look, basic ground-based uh, warfare with radar systems is very, very effective. Very effective. It all makes perfect sense. It's very, very unlikely for, um, for a hurricane weather system to, to start at uh, the Cape of Africa like that, make its way all the way across the Atlantic, hit the Caribbean, and, and go north like that. I think they're directing this shit. Same with the, the, the corn crop. How uncanny is that? They buy all of our corn, and then all of a sudden next year's corn crop is wiped out? What are the fucking chances? That just that just that that doesn't seem coincidental at all. Right, and and same thing. Same thing with if they can control our weather, if they can create a Pacific, I mean Pacific um, hurricane systems are extremely unusual. In fact, look up that one that happened like a month and a half ago that hit Hawaii. Only Hawaii. If they can do that, they can take out our naval fleet anytime they want. Now, one thing most most people don't know is that dragon. The dragons in China breathe water not fire. So people prayed to the, the dragon of water in China. That was a historical thing. So it's very, very interesting, right? And somebody was telling me that the QAnon, you know, thing that people talk about online, they think it's some government leak. It would not surprise me if that's a Chinese operation because somebody says they were talking about corn and they were talking about water, water systems and watch the corn. So my suspicion is that that's a Chinese... Um, that they're embedding into people's subconscious. And everyone thinks it's some, you know, American military base. I think that's China. Again. Look, the Chinese have this, have this shit played out. They've probably had this planned for the last 10 to 20 years knowing this. And again, and also the masks. If I was a Chinese espionage unit, <laughs> one thing about the Asians, they wear masks historically. The other yeah. thing is COVID testing. Here's another one. I can't believe Americans haven't thought of this. 
the COVID rates were going down. Notice China, uh, Japan has like next to no death rates from COVID, right? right? They don't trust China. These are a historical enemy of China. So they don't use any of the Chinese testing. Well, yeah, well, you know, they don't. They're right next to China, and yet they have no death. Here we are. We're so stupid. We're buying and we're importing Chinese testing kits. These nasal swabs come in a gelatinous fluid, and you stick them all the way back in your nasal cavity. What do you know? The, the, the uh, virus rates go up. Well, why the hell, if you have a virus, usually the amount of virus uh, in your nasal secretion is enough to be able for, for, for me to be able to test that and say, yes, you have a virus or not. Why would I need to stick a nasal swab all the way in your, your nasal cavity unless I'm trying to infect you? Yeah, that's Think not fun it. at so all. LA, I've had it done right. twice already. Right. So L.A. had like, in L.A. we're pretty spread out. People don't come in contact as much. We had a pretty low uh, coronavirus uh, infection rate and death rate. Suddenly they start giving out these nas- nasal tests for free at the um, at the Dodger Center here. People are lining up. What do you know? Our, our infection rate goes up and our death rate goes up because they're doing these nasal swabs. China's exporting. They're infecting people. This is an infection test. And then they're sitting there laughing at us, going, ha, 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 stupid Americans, ha, ha, ha. We're like just dummies that they're infecting with this fucking test kit. And everywhere, everyone's like, we need more testing, we need more testing. They're infecting us, you idiot. This is what this is. It's a live virus. <laughs> they're our enemies. They're trying to fucking kill everyone and keep us infected. I, I can't believe nobody sees this. They hate us. <laughs> like, it's... I'm sitting in jail, like, like my head's exploding, thinking to myself, like, why doesn't anyone see this? Well, that's because you're not as dis- you're not distracted like a lot of us are out here. The only reason to stick a, a, a nasal swab with a gelatinous fluid in someone's nasal cavity is to infect them with a live virus. That's the only reason I would do it. Right. And that's why this, that's why they're sending these tests out. And this is why this virus won't go away because they keep testing people. If everybody stopped using these test kits, then the virus would go away. That's why it went away in Japan. And that's why, by the way, there was uh, some African uh, president who used these test kits on fruit and on other animals like cats and dogs, and, and like 30% of them came back positive. You know why? Because there's a live virus in the test kit. Wow. Yes. China's trying to infect people. They're trying likely to kill off the elderly and the weak and anybody who's in, in, uh, uh, undesirable because their goal is to colonize the planet. They have one and a half billion people. Yeah, but why would, why would they do that if it leaves the strong? Like, I, I mean, I've told you when I've had it, I feel stronger now that, like, something's yeah. been rewritten in me that I could take well, on something. You have one minute left. Well, maybe they're trying to kill off the weak and make the ones who are growing stronger. Maybe you're going to be part of their new China. Hmm. Well, maybe I, I'll be allowed to take on about a few concubines then. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I'll, I don't, yeah, we'll have to give you a Chinese name. <laughs> oh, um, Lu Chang. Uh, I love you. Le- uh, you, you done? Louis, Louis Chang. I can call you back if you, if you still have time. Yeah, I still got time. Okay, let me call you back. All right. 
The caller has hung up. All right, that was uh, well. That is still Mercedes. She's gonna call me back, and hopefully she. Um... Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Just, uh, so what are you guys thinking? What are you guys thinking about what she's saying? Uh, please leave a comment in the chat room. Uh, like, like, comment, subscribe, however you are listening to this show. Yeah, uh, please feel free and uh, hit me up. Uh, if you guys... Uh, yeah, man. Just uh, please uh, leave a question for Mercedes and I'll read it to, read it to her on here. Um... So we're waiting for Mercedes to call back one last time. And then uh we will say goodbye. Alright, we got we got a whole bunch of bunch of stuff. Uh who who else is coming on? So a lot of lot of stuff happening. A lot of stuff. Interesting take. Uh says Mavis. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she she has all the time in the world to to research this. I wish I had the uh, the ability to re- do the research and read as much as she does. I mean, she has nothing but time to read. Uh, they just they just keep dragging their asses when it comes to giving her uh, getting her uh, what you call it um, trial on take on 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 track. Oh, she's calling back. Hello. This is a prepaid collect call from an inmate at San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department. This call is intended for the called party only. This call and all, all right. participants all right. will be recorded and may be monitored. All right. All right. If you are an attorney, hang up and contact the facility to request that your number be made private. To accept charges, press thank you for using Securus. You may start the conversation now. And she is back. Uh, Mavis in the chat room. Yeah, Mavis in the chat room. She says, you have an interesting take. I mean, at this point, who knows? had it who recently had had it he 
have naturally gotten it accidentally out of luck. Mm -hmm. So there were people who I knew who had it early on, like you, who got it from like this magical person from next way who got the super extension. Yeah. And then supposedly everyone I know who seems to have gotten it got it after they were twelve. So there you go. Yeah. And I so and I think they just keep it going. In fact I was walking around with it for a week probably before it actually took me out a little bit. But even still, I wasn't hospitalized. And apparently, the strain that's in the East Coast is um, is the aggressive st- is the aggressive strain. If yeah, I, that makes sense. Yeah, but well, I'm, nobody here, nobody in California seems to have it until they started uh, offering all these free tests. Yeah. Okay, so they're saying it's hard to hear you. Let me raise the volume. All right, there you go. So, anything else you're you're looking at that that seems to be uh, catching your eye? Um, let's see. Well, what else is going on in the world? Well, I mean, uh, what what about uh, what are your thoughts on Kyle Kyle Rittenhouse, the 17 year old boy that uh, basically defended himself against being attacked by a uh, domestic abuser and a child molester? Three people. Uh, or three people. Yeah. So here's the thing, and this is, this is, you know, I wrote Gavin's piece. Here's the problem, and this is the issue, and, I, and I'm going to say this to everybody who's listening. Do not go out to these riots or protests. If you are not one of these BLM Antifa people, don't go. Do not go. Like, stay out of it. Because the problem is this. If you're there... And you do something, even in self-defense or whatever, they, they, they're going, it's kind of like what happened to Max and John. Like, you, you get in any fucking conflict, the media is going to, because look, the media is paid off. It's like I was talking, what I was talking about on Gavin's show. I believe that not only are a lot of these liberal DAs and judges paid off by the same um, group, there's a lot of money changing hands. To uh, ensure that the right is vilified, but um, you, you know they're 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 going to take any incident where the right does anything, and they're going to because I remember when that first happened. I see. Okay, so I get up at four in the morning a lot of the time, and I watch the news. I usually watch Fox News. Sometimes I watch CNN too, just to see what they're saying. Um, and when they first reported it, it was that he was black and the, everyone else was black. Then it was that he was white and the three people shot were black. And they were starting to really have a field day. They were like, yeah, there was, you know, the white supremacists, they got him, right? And then when it turned out everyone was white, they were like, oh, oh. And then when it turned out that he was uh, a conservative and the other ones were not, then they were like, oh, okay, we're going to pick this up again, right? So I watched this evolution of the story. And um, the problem with even just being out there, one way or the other, 
is that they're going, if you're not on the right side politically, they're going to do everything they can to screw you. Like, like, look, like they could have had footage of all three of those guys backing him up in a corner <laughs> holding handguns to his face saying, we're going to kill you with him shooting them in self-defense. And it doesn't matter because he's not on the, he was not wearing a, a BLM uh, flag and, and, and waving an Antifa banner. You, you know what I mean? So I don't, like, I didn't see the incident. Like, I, I saw some of it on the news. I know, like, someone said that someone threw a Molotov cocktail and then someone shot him. But the, the problem is that he shot two people dead and wounded a third. Yeah. And as a result of that, he's probably going to get a life sentence. Right? That's how that goes. I, I seriously and, doubt it because the, 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 the same lawyers... I mean, I mean, this is actually this is what pisses me off about that whole story. There's more outrage about this kid defending themselves than that black dude that shot that five year old boy. And they they oh, yeah. and there's a GoFundMe to raise money for that son of a bitch. Then uh, yeah. and they took down the GoFundMe for this kid. It's like what? what wait, oh, wait. You could you could shoot yeah. a five year old white boy in the head for no reason. The guy was a family yeah. friend. They shoot. He goes, walks up, shoots the kid in the head, and what? He gets a hero's welcome. Like what? what what's that yeah. about? I mean, and and that's the shit yeah. that that annoys me about BLM. It's like it's not about equality. It's not about righting no. any wrongs. It's about no. revenge. Uh, no, absolutely, it absolutely is. I mean, that's the thing. Like, welcome to this planet. Like, look, if, if, if being in jail has taught me anything. This planet doesn't make any fucking sense. It really doesn't. Like, like you, 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 you have to understand. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm cynical as fuck now. So I don't look for any fucking like. There's no reason. There's no. There's no right. There's no justice. This, this planet, like this country, sucks, dude. Like, I mean, look, I, I, you know, I used to be a patriot. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Like, I, you know, I think when the founders set it up, when there was only a certain type of people, like. You know, with certain mindset. I mean, I here's look. I have this theory about humans. Humans are like molecules, right? So when they have a lot of, they're like they're like water molecules, and they have lots of space. They get to have lots of liberty, right? Like they can bounce around. They're like steam. They bounce around, do whatever the fuck they want. And then when there's more of them, they're like water. They have to kind of conform as long as they flow a certain way. It's fine. But when you get a lot of them together, they're like ice, and they better fucking maintain a certain structure. I. The longer I live and the longer I'm in here, the more authoritarian I get. Like, I know that sounds weird, That's but in my perfect wrong. society, the more, like, no, like, in, like, if I could structure anything, I would, I would be a Spartan at this point. I am, I have become very, very intolerant, uh, towards a lot of behaviors. Uh, and, yeah, so I have I. And, um, after being in here, uh, I used to consider myself a very libertarian person. And, I, I would still be if all of society were that way. But the problem now is, you know, these, like these people, like they want to defund the police. I'm okay with that as long as you defund everything. That means nobody gets a fucking goddamn thing. Right. Nothing. You, you don't get food and you don't get fucking water and you don't get, nobody gets a goddamn thing. Nothing. Right. Don't fucking whine. No, your kids don't get a fucking education. Fuck you. Mm. Fuck you. All of you. You don't get a motherfucking thing. I don't give a fuck if you're starving. Like, that's, that's where I'm at. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. Because I have seen what it's done to this fucking society. 
I'm living in it. Period. That's his kid's view. You want to see fucking rot? I live in it. Mm. That's, that's, seriously. I'll just fuck great and fucking, I don't give a fuck. This three generations, you, you want to, you know why? You know why this fucking burning shit? Because their fucking parents' parents were lazy motherfuckers. Lazy fucking motherfuckers. Mm. And we're like, oh, 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 it's just too, oh, the world's too hard for you. Oh, okay. Oh, the only stand up. And so it became a lifestyle. It became a fucking lifestyle. And now I'm making it with it. This, this is what happened. This is why this country's fucked right now. So, you know what? Country's gonna fucking burn. And eventually, Petrodollar's gonna fucking collapse. And all these motherfuckers are gonna be hungry. It's gonna happen. Might happen in our lifetime. Sounds like fun. And nobody's got the fucking balls. Nobody's got the fucking balls to roll any heads anymore. That's the other problem. So, what's gonna happen when this shit, when they kick you, you think it's bad now? What's gonna happen when the EVP stops? You wanna see a fucking riot? Oh yeah, I already, I already know. I mean, I, I, I walk around New York City, and it's always these stink, like the, the, the stinky bums are, are very, have gotten very bold, and they make a beeline for you, and they shove their hands in your face. Yeah. They literally shove their, and then you, and then you tell them no, and then they want to fight, and it, like yeah. this, like last week I was coming out of the supermarket, had my hands full of. And this this person come I couldn't even tell if it was a man or a woman comes up to yeah. me he's like and stinking stinking like all hell shoves yeah. shove its hand in my face I say get the fuck away from me like it's like God, yeah. you know first of all especially in New York City there's a ton of programs uh, yeah. where where you could go and get help and do what you got like a ton yeah. of programs. And they don't yeah. do it because that means they would have to get themselves clean. They would they yep. wouldn't be allowed to do their drugs, and that's why they do it. I mean, yep. that's why that's why like I take a cue from my father, where you know somebody asks him for money, I go shit. I was gonna ask you for twenty. Yeah. They ask me yeah. for a dollar, I ask him for more. I, either that or I'd be like, oh, I just gave it to that guy. Ask him to give you some, and I just point to another bum. And just yeah. pick a no, fight. Seriously. It's like yeah, leave me, no, like seriously. leave me the fuck alone. Like I'm here busting my ass working, trying to get by, and your ass wants yeah. to come and like th- they don't even ask nicely. They try to intimidate you. So now if the yeah. now imagine if that comes to the point where there's no EBT because yep. a lot of these homeless guys they get EBT. Yep. Like what's gonna what's gonna happen? I'm gonna go to jail because I have to defend myself because. This stinky, right. smelly, lazy bum wants to fucking yep. try to try to steal my shit, or he has a brick, and I have to fight him off, and then it's wrong because right. he he has he has like fifteen different personalities, and not right. one of them not one of them is a worker. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. And this and this is this is what I'm talking about. This is what our society has protected. Mm-hmm. And so all these fucking people who are like, "Oh yeah, America," I'm like, "No, you America has has." this way because we have protected those people at the expense of the people who work. In California, only 30% of the population pay taxes. 30%. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, like, look, I mean, 
again, jail's two years in jail's made me a fucking cynic. But I hear that. This is the, you know, this is the reality. Like, and um, <laughs> it's it's ugly. And this is, you know, that's why you know, people talk about this is promoting global wars. You know, like it's like I watch the RNC and you know, God bless Trump, he's doing the best he can. But he needs, we needed him in, in the late '80s, early '90s. Um, and I, I don't know, you know, I was talking to to one of the therapists here, and she admitted to me that 90% of behavior, 90% of behavior, 90% is genetic. 90%. And she told me that when she uh, went to graduate school, she was still an idealist where she worked in the, in the jail system. And that she believed that people could be changed through behavior therapy. And that it wasn't until she was in her 50s, 50s, and she did postgraduate study, she realized that they can't be. And that because our society does not do things like manage people's, you know, reproduction, we will always have these fucking problems. And if anything, I think we incentivize people, you know, I mean, look, I'm, I'm in a system where the, the, we don't, we incentivize people to have children who don't work, and we de-incentivize people who work to have children. What does that fucking tell you? Yeah, I mean, I don't got kids because I, I know I can't afford I can't afford kids, and I and I bust yeah. my ass. And yet, I, where right. I work, I see I see a bunch of hoochie mamas that have more than one baby daddy and have like a whole brood following them, like some crackheaded partridge family without the talent. Yep. And I hope someone gets that reference because that 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 reference is too <laughs> old for me. I mean, I'm in the jail system, and, I, and I'm going to tell you yes, and, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. But this is this mm-hmm. is the making of America great again. Look, the demographics don't lie. It's not possible. It's not possible with the demographics. Hmm. I'm like, unless there's a massive fuck. You know, everyone used. I remember back in the early 2000s, all the fucking conspiracy theorists were worried about these FEMA camps, and yeah. all I'm sitting in jail every day, and I'm going, well, where are they? Where the fuck are they? Those will come in really fucking handy right about now. I know, right? I'm so fucking disappointed that that didn't happen because I, you know what? I wouldn't even mind being declassified. I would, I wouldn't mind being misclassified because even if they put me in one, even if I was misclassified at this point in my life and I was put in one, I would spend my dying breath grateful that somebody fucking finally had the balls to do something about this fucking shithole country. Mm. I'd be like, thank God Trump did it. Somebody's doing something. Motherfucker, my daughter finally has a fucking chance. Mm. <laughs> Somebody's fixing this shit. Thank God, hallelujah. Finally. I am so grateful. Because mm. as it stands right now, it, the problem is this. Look, every single person in this country, every single person, including all the, the fucking the, the crackhead Partridge family, and every fucking person who shows up on this in this country, who's who's, you know, with most of these people who immigrate here, they're going to end up on the same fucking CBP payroll, right? Right. They're collateralized. So basically, we have all this debt to China. So every person we import or is born here, even if they're they're going to be a net loss, even if on the asset sheet we're going to spend more money supporting them than they're actually going to make us, we call.
call them an asset. We're telling China, oh, look, there's a new person. They're going to consume X amount of millions of dollars per year of your shit mm. that we're going to import. Look, it's an asset, right? Even if we know real deal, they're going to be a liability, and they're going to cost us $5 million and in you know EBT and food stamps and medical care, especially if you know, we do fucking Medicare or whatever, right? But we're going to convince China that they're an asset, and they're going to consume all this crap that we're going to import. <laughs> and we do that so that China doesn't realize how fucking far in debt we are, and then they're going to keep loaning us money, right? So this is the, it's an asset bubble. It's a big fucking ruse. And this is why we keep bringing people in we can't afford because we're so fucking far in debt. So it's just a big Ponzi scheme, basically. Hmm. It's a big fucking asset sheet, fucking balance sheet bullshit game that we play to convince China to loan us money. Right. That's all it is. And when this petrodollar goes down, and it's going to, this is part of the reason that, that they deindustrialized us, because the whole world has to convert their currency to U.S. dollars to trade in petrodollars. Mm-hmm. That's what keeps our currency afloat. And if that goes away, we're stuck. Yeah. Now we're just another Brazil. And that's going to happen. Possibly in our lifetime. Hmm. So I hope everyone enjoys eating cats and dogs and rats. I hope everyone enjoys looking at fucking graffiti and chain link fences and burned out buildings. Because that's what you have coming. And, you know, if you haven't seen the, the movie Freddy Player Zero or Freddy Player One, that's your fucking future. It'll be high rise. Oh, you mean you mean Red, Ready Player One? Ready Player One, whatever the fuck it is. They play it here all the time. Everybody likes it. That's your future. Mm. Your kid's future. Mm. High rises full of fucking, full of, you know, trailer parks where everybody escapes into virtual reality because real reality sucks so bad. Mm. I mean, unless somebody, you know, gets the FEMA camps ready and wipes out half of the American you have one minute left. Civilization, which I think is a good idea, but yeah. you didn't hear that from me. Oh, wait, I'm already in jail. What are they going to do? Put me in jail again? Yeah. For <laughs> That's the best thing about being in here. I can see where the fuck I want. Right. Anyways, I, I love anyway, you. I can't wait to see you. I love you, too. Uh, okay. <laughs> if they ever let me out. Hey, if I keep talking like this, they'll never let me out. Yeah, I know, right? You, you'll just be the next... <laughs> Mumar, Mumar, uh, whatever. I forgot that dude that he killed the cop. Uh, Mumia, Mu- free Mumia. You be the next Mumia. <laughs> I know. Excuse me. I actually like. I like the cops. I just, you know, I just don't like American society. Right. Well, the way it is now. All right. All right. Well. Mm-hmm. I love you. I love, I love you everyone. Too. Tell them I say hi. Yep. Mwah. All right. I'll talk to you soon. And that was Mercedes Carrera. If you guys missed it, the show I've recorded it. I'm simulcasting it on Spreaker.com. It's gonna be on iTunes. What the hell? It'll be on iTunes and and all that. So, as uh, like to thank everyone for listening to this show. I did a show earlier, so feel free, please subscribe to me on iTunes, iHeartRadio, YouTube, TuneIn Radio, uh, 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 Spotify, all the, all the, oh, wherever there are podcasts, please subscribe to the Crotch Shots Radio Show. I'd like to thank you all for watching, and as always, from my house to your house, mahalo.
You might have left me, become a man for sure. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.